Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello? Hello? <clears throat> Podcast Network Asia. Network Asia. Project Loving Myself Podcast is brought to you by Podcast Network Asia and Podmetrics. Any life to be balanced and have time to do everything that I want to do, it's really about eliminating things that doesn't serve me. And that's the challenge because nowadays we have so much information because technology, the cell phone, all those apps, you know, all those things, everybody tries to get a little bit of your time. And if you are not really protective towards your time, accepting everything, in the end of the day, you have no time to do the things that matter for you. You're listening to Project Loving Myself Podcast, a well-being podcast that shares stories of self-love, mental fortitude, and self-discovery. Hosted by life designer and well-being coach, Sanaya Gurnamal. Hi, I'm Sanaya Gurnamal, and this is the Project Loving Myself Podcast. Join me each week as we navigate through aha moments, new ideas, and flashes of insight from candid conversations that inspire you to get started on your own project of loving yourself. Because the most important relationship you will ever have is the relationship that you have with yourself. You matter. This is Project Loving Myself. there. I'm checking in with you guys today. How have you been? Are you feeling good about yourself? Or has life gotten in the way? Are you feeling a bit off? And if you are, do a quick check-in with yourself. Why am I feeling this way? What is my body trying to tell me? So my goal today on the Project Loving Myself podcast is to remind you about how connected your body, mind, and energy is. When one is out of balance, believe me, your body will alert you. And whenever you are physically, mentally, or emotionally thrown off or not feeling like yourself, then you know something is up and you have got to listen. So remember to connect with yourself, have a quick chat, and ask yourself, what is going on? Why am I feeling this way? And if you sit with it for just a few minutes in silence, the answer will always come. And that brings me to our guest today, an individual who has truly found balance in mind, body, and energy. Between his family life, daily practices and hobbies, and his work, he not only juggles a lot, but he seems to do it with such grace and ease. He's an advocate of exploring body movement, which is a mind, body, and soul experience to become the best version of yourself an advocacy that is the core of his passion project, The Movement Tribe. He is not only a model and photographer, but also a yoga teacher, among other things. His visuals are as gripping as is his energy. So I'm really looking forward to basking in his light. Welcome to the show, Hideo Muraoka. <laughs> Hi, Hideo, and hello, welcome. Hello, Sanaya. How are you? 
Hello, guys. I'm great today, and I am so excited about. I'm so excited about our conversation, Hideo, because you know I follow you on social media. I'm aware of you as you've come into my healing center, and um, we do have people in common. So I know that your energy is something that um, I've noticed for a long time. It's very peaceful, very calming, and I love all the different things that you talk about on social media. So I think our listeners are really in for a great conversation today. Thank you. Thank you for the introduction. Thank you for the invitation. It's an honor to be here. All right, Hideo. So you are a model turned photographer, a yoga teacher. You're also a coach, entrepreneur, and a traditional Chinese medicine student. I mean, you're doing a lot of different things. Now, even though you're doing these very different roles, to me, they seem all kind of connected. Like they're very mind, body, and energy. So Yes. <laughs> do, you, do you agree with that? And then which one, Hideo, is the real you? Which one is closest to you? Ooh, the closest to me? Wow, that's hard. My, my only goal is really to work on myself. That's what I've always been doing. Uh, everything else I somehow I, I just attract into my life. But my only goal is really to, to work and to improve myself. So I guess right now the closest to me is to gather knowledge. So I'm learning t- uh, TCM, traditional Chinese medicine. And the yoga aspect also helped me a lot to go inside and to really discover and to improve who I am and to find out that uh, who, who I am in the essence. So I would say that maybe the yoga and the TCM, that's the closest to me at the moment right now. And Hideo, like, when did you start asking yourself these questions? You know, who am I? You know, self-love, the well-being journey. When did this happen for you in your life? Well, for me, all that curiosity starts when I started to do yoga, because I started to do yoga in my mid-20s. I was, prior to that, was very young, very masculine, always very active, and just doing many stuff. Everything that was coming my way, I was just engaged in doing it with not having time to process that, that experience that I was having. But the yoga helped me to slow down and to nurture that feminine side, that inside of me, the restorative, be more mindful of my own body, create that awareness in my own body, and somehow also get connected to my essence and start to ask deeper questions. Now, Hideo, this is not something a lot of men tend to do, which is to get in touch with their feminine side, right? Most men have that very aggressive, stronger, you know, masculine energy. But that balance, I feel, is something you've achieved. So how did you discover and tune into that, you know, more feminine side? I know you said yoga. How did you get interested in yoga? And why yoga of all the different things that you could do? What was it that attracted yes. you? I learned that by discovering, by getting in touch with the feminine side, you, my masculine side also gets stronger and I become better as a man. So what helped me to get that Energy was one, the yoga, of course, which was very yin by nature. Of course, can be young sometimes, especially if you practice the Ashtanga type of yoga, which is very young, very energetic. But to me, the yoga was really to focus on my breathing initially. That's something I was not aware before, to really focus on the breath, which is the connection to the source, to the energy in the life. And this, that's how I see the breath. It's really energy, it's chi, and the yoga called prana. 
And I became much more aware when I do yoga. And also the fact that to have a daughter, I had a daughter at a young age and it helped me to understand much more the feminine nature and feminine essence. And by understanding that, it helped me to become better as a man as well. Because I, in TCM, we believe that, that there's yin yang and life we should work in balance between that both energy. And when they're too young, like for me, when I was very young in my life, that's when I had the most injuries in my body. I was playing football at that time in, a, in the professional league here. And I had a lot of injuries, lower back and the legs and the knees. And because I was very young, I was not allowing my body to rest and to recover. So I love what you said, Hideo, that because you started to tap into your feminine side, your masculine side got stronger. And I think yeah. that in most relationships, one person plays, you know, yin and one pl- person plays yang. So it's like each takes a role. But in your case, you did it within yourself, which strengthened your relationship and put you, I think, in a in a better um, place with your family. So is this something that you learned or did it happen sort of naturally? Did someone tell you about this? Like, was it something you intentionally set out to do? Did you read about this or it just happened? Uh, for me, it just happened, actually. I'm very intuitive. So whatever comes to my way, I, I flow it. I'm, my only focus is to be fully present in every season of my life. I'm not, I don't try to escape or find escape out. Whatever I'm going through, I just fully embrace even if it's a challenge or if it's a happiness moment, I just enjoy it. And actually, the, the fact of me having a daughter also, uh, it really helped me to see from the... And now I have a boy, so I can really see the difference when they're in small, like the masculine and the feminine, how they, they act differently and how they learn different as well. But yeah, I think... And, and you know, the, the yoga again, really, the yoga really helped me in that uh, that aspect. That's why for me, you know, Hideo, today is a lot about the topic of balance. You know, yin, yang, masculine, feminine, you know, and yoga is really a balancing activity. It's about balancing the energy meridians, balancing your mind, your body, your energy. And, you know, I think this is something we are all lacking in some areas of our life. Now, fatherhood has been a huge influence in your life. What are the other influences, Hideo, that you would say has really put you on this kind of a journey? Was probably the injuries I had uh, in my early stage when I was from 2013 to 2016, I was playing football here in the Philippines, Mm -hmm. the UFL, which was the professional league. And I was training every day. And I was doing other things too. I was like doing a telesery at that moment. I was working as a mother, I was being a father. So all those things, which is, I see as very young, very out there, very warrior, because the warrior archetype is the warrior, it's the archetype that makes you disciplined, be active, you know, do the things, be, be courageous and try the things, different, different things. But then I started to have a lot of injuries in my body a lot of physical injuries. And that physical injuries, I start to explore different healing modality. Because today we improve so much in technology, science, but we kind of lose those ancient knowledge, you know, those knowledge from the, from the body to connect to our own self, to connect to the source, to connect to God. 
and we're kind of neglecting this. And that's why I think we have so many problems nowadays, especially related to the emotions, to anxiety and depression. So I started to do yoga because of physical injury. And I started to see the benefit that that allowed me in my own body and as well in my own emotions. And today that I'm studying TCM, I see how the, the body, the different fascias of the body is related to different organs in the body. And the body has an intelligence of itself because we tend to value a lot of the intellect. If the person study a lot, if it's a very smart person, very intellect person, we start to value. But the body has an intelligence of its own. The, the dantian, right? The stomach, the liver, everything has intelligence and working 24-7 for us. So once you start to understand how that connects to your body and, and how you can improve your life if you get that knowledge and start to support your body naturally to enhance that vitality, that chi or that prana or that energy in your body, you start to feel more alive, more aware. And if you're more alive, more aware, more conscious, you'll become a better person, a better person for not for yourself, but for your family, for your society, for your community. And that's what brought us, like me, me to reflect a lot in 2020, because the, the world needs to heal. But we are focused on the world, but if you focus on ourselves, to heal ourselves, everybody does that a little bit, I think we can improve the world as well, a lot. Wow, Hideo, everything you said was, I think, really spot on. I agree that the body has its intelligence and sometimes we're looking outside for the answers when our body knows what to do if we listen, if we give it a chance. I also love what you said that um, this 2020 was a huge lesson for all of us. And I think that, you know, instead of us focusing so much on what's going on on the outside, if we work on ourselves, that is probably the best contribution we can make to society. I think you had some very, very powerful things to say. So thank you, because it was very, very inspiring uh, for me to hear that from you. Now, Hideo, one other thing came to mind as you were talking. Your background is also quite interesting. You're Brazilian and Japanese, correct? Yes, yes, I'm Brazilian Japanese. And if you look at that, the two different countries have also a very yin and yang energy. Like Japanese culture, Japanese influence is very calming. It's a very like, you know, very balancing, almost I would say like a, I, I don't know, would you say that's more like a feminine energy? And then you've got your Brazilian heritage, which is a very fiery you know, it's got a lot of passion, a lot of energy, so more of the masculine energy. And so within yourself, you have these two different sort of energetic forces. Are you aware yeah. of this? And do you recognize that these different parts of you are also influencing you in a certain way? And if so, how? How do you see that? <laughs> yeah, I, I experienced that growing up with my family side of the, my, my father's side. We are, they're all Japanese, so they're very quiet, very, like, they're, they're more in, as you said. They're very quiet, not so loud, right. uh, very family-oriented. And so my mother's side is a mix of everything, you know, like, we have my grandmother, she was uh, African and Indian, Indian, what I call a native Brazilian. We call Indians, uh, Indian in Brazil, so African and Indian. And my grandfather who married her was a Portuguese. And that side of the family is very loud. It's very warm. Everybody's hug. Everybody talks a lot. 
So I experienced both sides growing up, and I could see that that difference very well. Because <laughs> my yeah. Japanese side, they still very Japanese, very traditional. My my grandmother even speak Portuguese with Japanese accent. You know, um, Hideo, I don't know if you're aware, but I grew up in Japan. So from the age of four till 16, I, you know, I lived in Japan. So I'm very familiar with the culture and it influenced me a lot. You know, it was it was a very different influence from my Indian heritage, which also like yours, it's more passionate and loud. And, you know, people just talk a lot. Whereas in Japan, you're you speak less, you're more polite, you're more restrained. So I, too, you know, noticed how our cultures really affect our personality. And sometimes we feel we feel, you know, more comfortable with one culture than another. But at the same time, both cultures have really contributed um, to who we are in ways that sometimes are so subtle, you know, but then we see it and we realize, oh, that's the Japanese in me, you know? <laughs> yeah. So I, I, I love that we just, you know, kind of touch base and, and thought of that. Tell me something, Hideo, who are you today? I mean, you've come a long way, it sounds like, in finding yourself. Now, if you were to kind of describe yourself or look at yourself, who are you today? Oh, wow. Um, it's a, heavy, myself, it's a yeah. heavy loaded question. <laughs> I, I see myself as a spiritual being that having a life experience now, physical experience in Earth. And the way I see my purpose now is to be a father. That's something very, that, that's so important, especially for the young men nowadays. I really emphasize that because I had a distorted vision of masculinity growing up. We all thought we'd be teaching you know, the way we see as a, as a young man that to be a man is the man, you know, who attracts a lot of women, who has a lot of girls and who call the attention. But the reality, no, I think the man, it's very close to be a father and that we have to create that value because it's very important. The family is the foundation of the society, the way I see. And a lot of men are lost nowadays. They don't know what to do. They don't know how to be a man in that aspect. And in, also in regarding to the purpose, this 2020 made me realize what I want to do in life because I want, I've been doing so many things. Thankfully, I'm grateful that I had so many opportunities in life. And those opportunities allow me to learn different things in different fields. But now my 30 to my 40s and so on, I want to work related to healer, to help people to heal and to improve their life. And that's the path I'm going through. That's why I'm gathering knowledge right now through TCME. And actually I, I always had that on me because my father was a healer itself. He, he was one of the pioneers who brought the shiatsu to Brazil. He was a Shiatsu therapist, and then he become a chiropractor. But you know those things when you're a young man, you you don't want to follow that. There's a rebel thing when you're a teenager that you wanna we really want to go to the hero's journey and experience the life itself. So I left Brazil when I was 18 years old on my own to really go to the adventure and to learn, and and I had a lot of great experience. But now it's leading me back to the healer aspect of that was in my my family, and I wanna help people improve their life, incorporate movement, and also the TCM and other things that I want to learn. Actually, I really want to learn. I've really been interested about the Hague. So I've been looking to the website of Third Eye 
to see if you guys have any upcoming course too. And I, I probably gonna sign up for the next course awesome. to learn the Thank basics. You. <laughs> Thank you so much, Hideo. You know, it's funny, the more we run away, the more we come back full circle to what we were always um, meant to do. Now, yeah. um, you talked a little bit about helping people and being a healer. And I, I completely see that. I think I remember meeting you at, at Third Eye many years ago. And I remember thinking that this guy, this, you know, this person's going to be a healer. And it's, it's quite there in your energy. So you've taken a lot of different classes. And I saw that coaching is one of the things that you do as well. So tell me a little bit more about these kind of activities that you practice, including movement, body movement. I know you're very passionate about that. So tell me a little bit more about these things um, that you are doing currently. Yeah, the, the coaching came from a sports perspective initially because I played football in the professional here for many years. And then later I switched to OCR, which is an obstacle course race, like Spartan race, Tough Mother. And then there I took the World OCR course level one and two. And the two was really focused to teach athletes. And then I started to study the psychology of how to teach athletes and how to really motivate, inspire them. And I learned that and I applied through my life with different teachings as well. Now that I'm learning TCM and I understand how the fascia is related to different organs in the body. And in yoga, we also had that knowledge too, because we call the nadis, which is the blockage of energy in the body. And when the nadis is there, you can really feel, see physiologically as well. You can see the people's body, their posture, the way or where they have the, the pain. And it's related to those energy. And if you allow those, through the movement practice, if you're allowed to release those muscles through stretching or release or mobility or strengthening, according to different, because everybody's different, you help to heal those suffering or those illness that happens in the body. You know, Hideo, I think, um, and this is something, you know, I'm also very uh, committed to is helping people understand how much our body can tell us about what's going on in our life. And you mentioned earlier, you know, people are dealing with a lot of mental health, uh, anxiety, stress. The pandemic has brought all of this, you know, to to the, the max for many people. So what would you say to people who are listening right now? What would you suggest or what would you tell them about exploring their own body, body movement, or even, you know, like you mentioned in yoga, the nadis or energy meridians are connected. Um, you said also with athletes that, you know, there are different connections in the body that are happening in TCM, you understand the organs and so on. So what advice would you give our listeners to maybe start to think about these things a bit more, start to understand more. Mm, yes. Somehow 2020, we had no choice but going. I think everybody really had to go inside and really reflect about their life, uh, create a vision about their future, and really go inside, actually. That's the summarize of, I think, 2020, because we couldn't go so many. We couldn't be busy outside. Because now we have so much information and I was, I caught myself a couple of weeks ago addicted to watching the news, what's happening in the world because it's so addictive. And that creates anxiety on me because it's so many information, so many things happening in the world. And I really felt uh, that anxiety on myself. And then I started to reflect on that. There are things that are not under my control. 
I cannot control those things. So why should I spend time and energy on that? And what's on my control? What can I control right now? I can control my, my own health by creating better habits to support my immune system, to support my body. I can control my thoughts and the things that I consume daily. So if, if those things that I'm consuming is not in line with the vision that I create for myself, I simply eliminate. And that goes through the people and activity, everything that is not serving you anymore. Just be light. I think that's a, I would suggest for 2020, be light, focus on yourself, focus on healing yourself. Whatever does not serve you, just let it go. Be thankful for all the experience, but let it go. And that way, it's easier for us to adapt if it's, if it's necessary because everything's changing now. It's so hard to make a long-term goal because everything's changed. But if you're alive, if you're aware, if you have energy, it's easier for you to adapt according to the circumstances. So, again, it goes back to a very important message that I think you've touched upon quite a bit, which is go inward, tune everything out, focus on yourself. And I think that's sort of the the mantra for people all over the world is they're learning that, you know, focusing on outside is just going to give us a lot of stress. And we kind of have to start to listen, listen to what's happening within us. And you clearly have been listening. You know, you've been listening to what's been going on in your body. I think the injuries were the first time you started to pay attention to what's going on in the body and, and started to realize that, wait a minute, this is not how I want it to be. And you started to act upon it and started to make the necessary changes in your life. Now, Hideo, talk to me about balance, okay? How do you balance all these different things that are happening in your life? I've read a lot of articles where you talk a lot about the partnership between you and your wife and how there's a lot of balance there as well. So for me, it's a very strong theme. And I know that it's something I think we can all learn from. So talk to me a little bit about achieving balance in life. How do you do it? How do I do to achieve balance? Uh, I always, in a physio physiological aspect, an emotional aspect, I always stick with the basics. So I make sure that I, the, the basics are disciplined and well running. Like I sleep well. That's the most important thing I have. I, that's, that's, it's really a discipline for me that I create Recently, sleep early and wake up early. That's a must. Because with that, I have so much more energy and more alive. And then I keep moving my body. Also, movement practice something very important to create that, that flow of energy in my body so I have more energy. And to eat nourishing food. That's so important to eat well. It's so important. And to do the things that you like. That helped me to create balance in my own emotional and in my own body. And in life, to be balanced and have time to do everything that I want to do, it's really about eliminating things that doesn't serve me. And that's the challenge because nowadays we have so much information because technology, the cell phone, all those, those apps, you know, all those things, everybody's trying to get a little bit of your time. And if you are not really protective towards your time, accepting everything, in the end of the day, you have no time to do the things that matter for you. And to be balanced. And for me to be balanced in my personal life, with my family, with my kids, I need time to, you really need to invest time and be present with them. If you want to create time balance to do the things that you want to do, you have to eliminate those things. Re eliminate things that do doesn't serve you. Yeah. 
it's hard, you know, a lot of people get sucked into all these things that they know they really shouldn't put their time there, but it's addictive or it's distracting. And, and um, I think that remembering our priorities, that's very important, like you said, in terms of family, in terms of your relationship, for example, how do you balance the time of a father, a husband, you know, and your me time? Like, do you ever feel sort of selfish to kind of focus on yourself or do you kind of schedule it? How do you manage in that sense? Oh, yeah, that's, I'm thankfully then my lifestyle, my work is not a, a office time. So my time is very flexible. I end up working much more than the, the, the office hours. I work all the time, but I enjoy because it's what I'm, I love what I do. So I, what I'm doing, I don't see as work. For me to have my personal time, my alone time, I really have to wake up earlier than everybody at home. So that's why I told you a while ago that sleeping time is very important for me. So I wake up before the kids and before my wife. So I have one, two hours so I can do the things for myself. So I can meditate. I can do my journal. I can check my 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 goals of the week, the schedule that I have. So I really have to wake up earlier than them. And in that way, I set my energy for the day. I'm more motivated. I'm more inspired. I'm more motivated because I have the discipline to wake up early and also I had that time to myself to prime my body towards the day. And then when it's breakfast time for the family, my routine now is changing because of COVID. So we are homeschooling our daughter. My wife is teaching her. I just teach the, the physical education and the religion. So, but my portion is small. So in the morning, I stay with my, my son because we don't have Nani as well, I don't have Yaya. I stay with the kid, with my boy, and Fatima is teaching my daughter. And after one, we just flow. Whatever is work, because it's also flowing. I just try to be on my top shape. That's the only concern I have. I really try to be, because when I'm healthy, my top shape, I can easily do everything. But when I just don't feel well, when I'm not sleeping well, and I'm not eating well, I just feel lack of motivation and more tired. So... Being healthy, being energetic, it helps a lot. You know, um, you mentioned morning routines. So starting your morning with your time, whether it's journaling or meditation or your visions and goals. And it's interesting because during the pandemic, very early in the pandemic, I discovered that I had to start getting up much earlier than anybody else in the house. And that was the best time of yeah. the day for me, you know, because I was doing the same thing. I was doing my morning routines. And I remember that by the time the kids wake up and the house sort of wakes up, I was already kind of organized <laughs> and sorted, right? And the whole day would just flow so easily because I was centered, you know, I was very clear on what I wanted to do. And the energy was there to kind of go through my day because I started off very calm, very centered. And, um, you know, the yeah. sleeping early obviously comes because you can't manage those morning, those early mornings without. And so your whole schedule corrects, I think, when you start to prioritize the things that are important for you. Whereas most, many people are are always complaining to me. They're like, you know, it's so hard for me to find me time because I have to think about my children. I have to think about my partner. I have to think about the house. I have to think about the million errands I have to do. 
And so they have all these reasons and excuses for why there's no me time. And I realize this myself that you start with the me time and everything else falls into place. So I completely agree with you, completely identify with you in terms of that. Hey, beautiful people. Before we head on to the rest of the episode, I'm sure some of you are wondering how we collab with brands here in Project Loving Myself. And for that, we use Podmetrics. So if you have a podcast, sign up now at podmetrics.co and use the code Project Loving Myself. That's one word, capital P, capital L, capital M. And in that way, you can help support my show as well. And if you are an advertiser who wants to collab with Project Loving Myself, head on over to advertiser.podmetrics.co and fill up the form. Again, that's Podmetrics, the easiest way to monetize your podcast. Now, um, traditional Chinese medicine. So you got into it because your father was also into something similar. Shiatsu, you mentioned he's a chiropractor. What have you learned, um, Hideo, that you can share with our listeners about um, the different parts of our body and diseases and health? Like, what are the most important lessons that you have learned from your study that you think people should know about? And I, I'm sure there's a lot. I'm sure there's a lot. But yeah. whatever whatever comes to mind, you know, what you really think people should learn and should know about. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'll try to make that chart. TCM action, the closer you are to nature, the healthier you are. And, and that's how I start to focus on the basics, like especially sleeping time and eating well, eating food that comes from nature, that comes from the ground. That helps me to be more productive. And I started to study, I started to be interested by TCM when I wanted to have my second child. I really wanted to have a boy. So I was researching natural ways to have a boy. Really like, how can I, of course I say, if I don't have my boy now, I'm going to have a third kid. <laughs> so I really put the pressure on me. like, okay, what can I do? And then somehow that led lead to TCM. And I started to study more also about the, the source of creation of the energy. In this time, we believe that the source of the yun chi, the, the chi that creates life, it's come from the kidney. And from the man, that goes in a way of the semen, the energy that goes and has helped to create life. And something I've been practicing this year that helped me a lot is like, if you understand how powerful is the sexual energy in general, how sacred it is, and if you learn how to cultivate that, you have so much energy in life. Now I'm talking up for, for the men, actually, because I'm practicing, it, it's, I'm sharing my personal experience. But that's a, it's, it, it's, it's been there in TCM for years and also in yoga tradition, that if you learn how to cultivate, to channel that energy towards your spine, bring to different areas of your life, you can enhance that energy into your life and you can be more productive and you can manifest more things in your life. So it's something I'm learning TCM this year, which is the foundation of TCM, the traditional Chinese medicine, together with being natural, being close to nature, like really to the basics, like eating health, sleeping well, 
how to cultivate that natural energy we have within yourself, which is the sexual energy comes from the root chakra. And if you learn how to cultivate that and bring that to manifestation towards other things, you can be more pro productive and more and manifest more in your life. That's very important, actually, um, Hideo, that you mentioned that, that sexual energy is a creative life force energy. And you're right. It's really important for manifestation, even in the in my practices like Theta Healing. We talk a lot about the different energies in our body and the chakras. And chakras are, of course, connected to the nadis and the energy meridians that you talk about with um, traditional Chinese medicine. Um, I also think that a lot of people's sexual energy is blocked, right, because of a lot of issues in their life. And it could be physical issues. You know, a lot of people have different parts of their body that give them trouble, like uh, the digestion or the reproductive system. And they're both very close to our root chakra, you know, where all the sexual energy is sort of coming from. I mean, I do understand that sexual energy is root chakra, a little bit on the sacral, the sex chakra as well. And I do uh, believe also that we have to activate that energy. Yoga, I know, is a very good practice. And breathing is another great practice to activate that energy. Like you said, we pull the energy up and we can use it for manifestations and so on. Um, so there's so many tools, right, out there. There's so many things to learn. I remember in my last episode, uh, one of my guests said, the more you think you know, the more you realize you don't know. And that's um, something that Aristotle said. But that's what I love about, you know, the world of well-being is, there's so much to learn and so much of what we learn can be put into practice and improve our quality of life. So looking back at your journey, Hideo, from the time you were a model, you were a law student actually before that, you were then a model, then you went into so many different things, including your photography. Where you are today, looking back, how do you see your life has improved or changed since you started um, discovering all these different things that you have mentioned, including TCM, including um, yoga, and some of the other things you practice. What would you say is the difference that you feel in your life? The difference that I, I, I'm much more aware and knowledgeable about my own body, and that's something that comes with experience. I remember on my 20s, I was reading about those things a lot and always been curious about, but I haven't experienced myself. So it's different. You can have an idea and of how it works, but if you don't experience yourself, you don't know deep inside. And certain things just come with life experience. You cannot rush. You have to be patient, live each season as it is, and allowing yourself to learn more as you go through it. But now I'm 33 today, and I'm much more aware of my own body and my needs. And this year, I'm creating a better vision for me, especially on long term. Because on my 20s, I was just on the warrior mode, you know, doing everything on my way and embracing everything and doing everything. And that's what I suggest for the young people on 20, be brave. Don't live in the comfort. Don't be in the comfort of your parents or, you know, just go and experience the world experience yourself, travel, do whatever you can, because that's the year that has less responsibility. And once you have family, you have kids, things get more complicated. You have to be more resourceful for your time. 
And yeah, today, all those things that I've done in the past helped me to get here and be more wise and be more mindful of who I am. And now I'm creating a better vision towards what I want to go in the future, create a foundation for the next couple of years. So what's next for you? What is the vision from here on for you? Yeah, the vision, as I said uh, in, the, in the conversation, I want to go towards, I want to work towards healer and help to heal and help our human beings to our friends, our brothers and sisters to improve their lives through movement practice initially and through all those knowledge that, old knowledge that uh, today's help. We really, going back to those things, especially the technology rising, and I think those things are being here for like thousands of years and helping humanity, but somehow it's not giving the attention so much, I think, nowadays. But it's really because us as human beings hasn't changed much from the, from the time that we are like 3,000, 4,000 years ago. It hasn't changed much. We're just improving technology and science, but our body keeps the same. We have the same instinct. And if you learn how to tap those knowledge on yourself and if you learn how to guide people towards their own need, they can improve their life naturally and can improve your own life naturally too. With the movement practice, Hideo, are you doing sort of classes with that? Are you doing personal sessions or sort of bigger events with that? What ex- What is going on with the movement tribe? Yes, initially was for me to, the idea was to, to organize retreats and classes, but then the pandemic hit right there in that time. So I really had to adjust. And I've been getting a lot of requests to do classes online, but I really don't like, especially because my internet here is not so good. I don't want to rely on this, on the internet and everything. But I have the intention now, especially for summer, to start small group classes here near around where I live. I actually been holding classes in the village for my close friends and for people who live in the village because we're we all here anyway. And I like to train outdoor. I like to do workout outdoor in nature, but kind of being restricted because of the COVID restrictions. So right now I just use that platform to share what I'm doing, what type of movement I'm doing, to share some inspiration and motivation for the people. But I do have the intention to go back and teaching classes there and Let's see, maybe probably organize some retreats in the near future if, if everything works well. Right. I would love to take some of your classes. You know, I've seen what's been happening on that, uh, on that platform, and it really sounds very interesting. I know you also have some experience with martial arts. You have an interest in that as well. Tell me a little bit about that. Yeah, mar- martial arts, it was my first love, as I say. It was like I started as a child. I started with karate and capoeira, capoeira. and then later with uh, Muay Thai as a teenager, and now I'm practicing Jiu-Jitsu. And I really like the foundation of martial arts because it, it teaches respect, it teaches discipline, and when you're in a combat sport, you, so, you learn so much about yourself because you are there like fighting with someone, and there's so many feelings going inside, like sometimes you're afraid, sometimes... There's anger. So there are many things happening there. But all those things help you to become a better person. And right now I'm doing jiu-jitsu. Jiu-jitsu is a, 
there's so much contact there. You learn so much about human body and you also about humility because in Jiu-Jitsu you always being submit. Even if you're very good, sometimes you're gonna get submitted and learn and make you learn about humility as well, being humble. And so it, it puts your ego in check. <laughs> you know, I, I also think that your your inclination towards martial arts has a lot to do with your Japanese and Brazilian heritage right. because martial <laughs> arts is pretty big for both of these countries, right? Yeah. Now, um, I put my uh, five-year-old son, he's been doing Taekwondo for a while. And um, one thing I noticed is he became a lot more disciplined with the Taekwondo classes. And also I noticed that he, it's like respect came in, like you mentioned humility, respect, discipline, as I mentioned earlier. And um, he just started dance classes with a friend of mine. And she was telling me, you know, one thing I noticed about your son is he has an ability to focus. For a five-year-old, he can really focus. And I said right away, you know, that's the Taekwondo. And I can say it with such confidence because I have two boys. One is five and the other one is three and a half. My five-year-old loves Taekwondo. He'll you really you know, do the entire class and it's via Zoom. But my three and a half-year-old, he just doesn't, do, he doesn't like Zoom. He doesn't like doing classes where, you know, he has to, he has no personal touch. And so he never wants to do Taekwondo with his brother. And I see the difference, you know, my older is just, he's really got that focus and the discipline that I see coming from the influence of um, martial arts. So, you know, for anyone listening in, if you are looking for something for your children to do, I highly recommend martial arts. And I think even, I think it's something we can start later in life, Hideo, like, is this something we can get into uh, even though oh, yeah. we've had no practice in it, you know, like I started my Muay Thai a couple of years ago. I loved it. And then, you know, just other things happened. I wasn't able to continue. But I really felt like that power and that energy in our body, you could really sort of cultivate that through these practices. Yes, yeah. it is. <laughs> Amazing. Now, Hideo, I believe you read quite a bit. You and, and Fatima are both um, avid readers. You like to read a lot of different things. So tell me, what are your favorite books or podcasts mm -hmm. on health, well-being, and fitness? And I hope you're going to say Project Loving Myself since you're here yes, with me. <laughs> oh, yes, since you, you emailed me and then I started to research and I really love it. I saved your, your podcast on my playlist. So I'm always checking up what's new. And listeners, I did not make Hideo say that. That's completely on his own. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's true. I, I told you before we started the podcast how pleasant your voice is when you're listening. Because sometimes I podcast, I usually just listen. I don't watch it. I do when I'm driving or if I'm doing yoga or I'm doing something, I like to listen or running. And how pleasant your voice is. To the my ears when I'm listening, like really calming, really nurturing energy. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> and the books that I'm reading right now, the one that I'm always keeping going back and going back, and every time I read, I have different perspective. Is the Meditations of Marcus Aurelius? It's a it's based on Stoic philosophy. Marcus Aurelius was a Roman emperor. Emperor he was the most powerful man at that time. And the book was never meant to be published. He was writing to himself, his own thoughts. And he was a very powerful man, but he went through a lot of challenge and a lot of painful moments in his life. 
including a pandemic as well. So I resonate a lot what he's, 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 he's shared there because it's very applicable to life. Everything that he teaches is very applicable, very simple. And it's meant to be for difficult moments like we're facing right now, like in pandemic, because our freedom is being restricted. We, we really have to deal with all those external environments. So the Stoic philosophy helps to, to go inside and really allow, I mean, things that you cannot change, it's okay, just allow it to go. But the things that you can't change, just focus on that and be disciplined. And that's the book that I'm really going through right now, Meditation by Marcus Aurelius. And also I have the Daily Stoic, which is a more easier version to understand because he got a Stoic idea of many philosophers through history. And he explained as well in a simple word, in a way that we understand better today. So those two books are very, it's every day I take a, a look, you know, I, every day I go there and I read something and helps me to guide in that particular moment that we're going through right now. And um, Hideo, you mentioned journaling as well, which I think is a, also a very, um, very helpful practice. What are the things you journal about? Like, how do you, how do you start your day with your journaling? The journal, it's, uh, it's a new habit that I developed recently. I've always knew that the, how important it is because I've always listened to people that I admire who does that in a daily basis, but I never had the discipline to do. Because <laughs> it takes time. It's kind of hard, you know, to put that discipline in the beginning. But what I noticed, the benefit that I noticed recently is like really help you to get out things that is in your mind and you just put in the paper. And that way you visualize in a better way, you visualize from a different perspective. So sometimes I have so many thoughts going on in your mind, so many things happening. I realize when I sit down and I start to write down about my day, okay, what happened today? What was the experience I had? What I learned today? And once I put that on paper, it just allowed me to be more free, more empty to experience life in the present moment. You know, they say uh, you can't learn anything if your cup is full. And so it's yeah. like our mind, right? If our mind is just overwhelmed, overloaded with thoughts, with things to do, with stressful, you know, things going on, then I think we can't really uh, be present in any part of our life. Uh, the journaling practice, I, I know, is very great for organizing our thoughts. And I too find that when I can put things down and sometimes I do little drawings or I plan things out with arrows and circles and I'm a little bit visual. So all of that just helps me to kind of organize my mind so I can think better and I can, you know, get through um, my day better. And I think it's almost like a vacation, right? You know, sometimes we yeah. have to go on holiday to disconnect from our life. And we, when we come back, we feel like, oh, okay, I'm ready to go. I have all these ideas. I know what I'm going to do next. So you feel like just really ready. And I think that the next best thing to taking a vacation is doing a little bit of journaling because it's kind of like checking out of your life to just, you know, take a different look, take a, like you said, a different perspective. And you start to see things that maybe you, it was a bit harder to see when it was up close in your life. So I uh, completely agree with you on that as well. 
Hideo, this has been a really, really great, uh, you know, conversation between us. I think we've covered so many different things and I've learned a lot about you that I didn't know. So I'm, I'm glad to have been able to connect with you um, in that way. Now, before we end, I'd love to know what is your project loving myself mantra or message for our listeners. So I always end our, pro- our podcast with like a self-love tip or message that you can share with our listeners who are tuned in. Okay. Oh, I, I'm going to say also relate to what we're, we are right now with the situation in the world and really to be light, to really uh, eliminate things that does not serve you, does not serve your vision, focus on yourself, focus on your family, and go inside and tap those knowledge in the, in the body that is going to help you a lot. And allow your body, your intuition to flow. But for that, we need to support our body in a natural way and really giving space for that energy to flow. But mainly just to, if you eliminate things, it's going to help a lot, especially this year. If you be light, be a light person, don't care so much. Just focus on your own improvement, your own healing. And that way, the world will become better as well. And it's a hard process. And every season is important. The biggest lesson I had in life was when I faced difficult moments and difficult challenges. So I allowed those seasons to be a great teacher. I know it's been hard for many people, including myself. We always struggle in such a way, in, in one way or the other. But just go to the season. Do not try to skip the season. Each season has uh, something to teach us. Just flow it. Go with the season. But make sure you're in your best shape. So support your body. Be healthy. Stick with the discipline of the basics. And that's it. You know, it's a very powerful message because it's actually very simple. What you're saying (laughs) is very simple and very clear to the point. And I think if we just do these small practices, they roll up together to completely change our life experience and really put us on the right path. Um, and I think that's what I'm really getting from our conversation, Hideo, is, you know, you've put everything in a very practical, easy way. You know, this, it's, it's as simple as nurture your body, eat the right food. You know, it's, it's so simple, but we just need to take those steps. We need to actually, you know, do the actions. Yeah. So thank you, Hideo, for, you know, really motivating people and inspiring people with your own story. I'm sure that we are going to get some great uh, comments from listeners on this. And also, I love the part about, you know, the whole energy between the masculine and feminine. I think that's something we don't talk about enough as well, is understanding that there really needs to be balance between both aspects of ourselves. So thank you for being on Project Loving Myself with me. Thank you very much for having me. It was an honor and it was a pleasure to talk with you. I had such a great energy and it's a pleasure. And I, I, I'm probably going to do soon. So if there's any course coming up, I'll sign up. I'm finishing my TCM Foundation of Traditional Chinese Medicine in March. And then I'm going to have more free time after March. And I'm looking forward for that. I'm sure I'm going to be I'm sure. I'm sure I'm going to be seeing you there. Uh, Hideo, can you share your social details and also about the Movement Tribe page as well? If you can give details to our listeners, I'm sure they would love to follow and learn more. 
Yes. So if anybody has any question, just send me a DM through Instagram, Hideo underscore official, or the movement tribe PH. And usually I set, I don't reply right away, but usually I set up the time of the week, which I, re I try to reply as much as possible. So if you have any question there, just send me a question there and uh, I'll be happily answered. And be your best, do your best, and let's share this energy so we can all grow together. And, you know, honestly, you guys should check out his photography, Hideo Moraoka <laughs> photography, right? On Instagram, yeah. I, these images, I mean, I was looking through them and I was really just wowed. So if you want inspiration <laughs> and you want to enjoy something very beautiful and artistic, definitely check out his photography. Yeah, that's my hobby, my lover side, my artistic side. <laughs> And it shows, it really shows. Amazing. <laughs> to all our listeners, this is an episode that you should share with all the men in your life. It is so refreshing to hear a male perspective that is so in tune with his body and his self. Now, if this episode struck a chord or sparked any ideas, please do post on Facebook and Insta stories and tag at Project Loving Myself Podcast and tag me too at Sanaya Grinimal. That's S-A-N-A-I-Y-A-H-G-U-R-N-A-M-A-L. Here's our Project Loving Myself quote for this week. We are not meant to be perfect. We are meant to be whole. Now, that is why I really liked what Hideo said about finding balance, about yin and yang, and about tapping into both our masculine and feminine energies. And this is what is so great about the podcast as well. Every week when I speak to different people, I learn a lot and I get to share that with all of you. Now to all my listeners, I know that if you are listening to this podcast, if you're enjoying what we have to say here, you're going to love the You Wellbeing Festival. It's a virtual well-being event happening on February 26th to 28th. I will be presenting there as well. The event brings together speakers, experts, instructors from all over Asia to talk about various topics that relate to mind, body, energy, well-being. The event itself will feature meditations, workshops, panels, stories, and classes. You can buy your tickets now on youwellbeingfestival.com and use my special code, Project Loving Myself. That's all caps and no spaces, Project Loving Myself, to get 10% discount on your tickets. Thank you for tuning in with me today to explore balance on the Project Loving Myself podcast. Remember, you are loved. Brought to you by Podcast Network Asia and powered by Podmetrics. The views and opinions expressed by the podcast creators, hosts, and guests do not necessarily reflect the official policy and position of Podcast Network Asia. Any content provided by the people on the podcast are of their own opinion and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone or anything. Hold up. What was that? 
boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 